Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you once again with Robbie up there in Omaha. Thanks for tuning in to us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I'm going to imagine that Texas and uh, and Virginia probably wish they could have some Strange Brew Coffee right about now. They're going to need it. They'll be burning the midnight oil uh, trying to get that game in. Let's give you guys that quick setup here. We are recording uh, with the first pitch of Texas and uh, Virginia about two minutes away. So we are going to have to do this show not knowing who state is playing. So we're just going to we're going to we'll talk around that. But we don't you know that game has not uh, happened yet as we are recording. So like I said, uh, if you are uh, you know if you were, if you were in attendance, some strange brew coffee might be what gets you through. Uh, but as it is, when you get up here in Starkville, when you're here in the mornings, strange brew coffee house that's what gets you through the day our good friends at college corner are locked and loaded with a lot of great college world series merchandise a lot of great omaha merchandise give them a look at collegecornerstore.com just search cws in the bar there and you'll find all the great merchandise that is available and of course two locations to serve you in the jackson area you can obviously go shop at those they're in Ridgeland by fleet feet they're in Florida by the half shell like i said collegecornerstore.com is always open to you humble taco Tomorrow night, or tonight, I guess, as we're listening, uh, will be the place to be. It's just going to be hopping because Mississippi State baseball is going to be going on. Great Mexican food is going to be being served, and everybody's going to be having a really good time out there on the patio and in the restaurant. Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. That's what Humble Taco is. Check them out this weekend. Head by there and watch some College World Series action and enjoy a great meal. Robbie, what have you? So you've you've had your two days off now. Tomorrow's a work, or today, I guess, is we're recording is a work day for you. What have you? What have you done? Nothing. All right. You know what? I'm proud of you. I went. We went to um, Lincoln. I went to Lincoln on Wednesday with yeah, talk, yeah. the sock and Thea DeRosa. We got a chance to go to the stadium and all that. Eight up there uh, on Thursday. I didn't really do much of anything. I did some. I did a lot of writing, and w- I went to the stadium and w- was going to watch most of this ball game mm-hmm. until the rain came, and I ended up leaving right before the game started. So, you know, it's just been a bunch of you know preparing for this this state game. I mean, this thing is so spread out. If state wins on Friday night, they got two more days off, dude. Yeah. I mean, this thing is so spread out, which I'm told is it's about to tighten up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next year they're going to start tightening up the schedule. There's not going to be so many breaks, but mm-hmm. we might need it if this weather continues like it is. I think there's some more rain in the forecast, and hopefully it doesn't impact Friday night's game. But 
uh, it's just suddenly started to get kind of rainy here. But yeah, well, I mean, Nebraska weather, I think it's sort of like Mississippi weather. It's like if you don't like it, wait 10 minutes. It is, it's crazy. I mean, I was talking to Joe Deere the other day. That's and a guy Joe, who would know his way around Omaha, you would think. He's been here, he's been here for 11 of the 12 College World Series. He didn't come in 1971. And he said he's been here where they've had to have, you know, long sleeve and blankets. And of course, in 13, they had a tornado come through here. Yeah. The weather's just insane here, and it's been crazy all week already. I think David Murray is the only one who's been to all of them, and I do mean all of them dating back to 1904. Yes. So been to, been to all of them. Yes, yes. No, I don't think he, I don't think he's been to. I didn't think he he even went to 71. I don't know. I don't know very many people that did go uh, to that one in 71. So well, I mean, find, yeah. there's a few find somebody there, that I'm has. Sure, yeah. So uh, Mississippi State. No announcement yet, but it feels like it's going to be Houston Harding going for the Bulldogs on uh, on Friday, uh, regardless of of, what, of opponent. I know Chris Lamonis played the. Uh, we haven't decided yet, but Robbie, I mean, we we got to think that's got to be. They, it couldn't possibly be anybody else, right? No, I mean, I think that's Chris just kind of trying to keep the other team guessing. It's it's going to be Houston Harding, and that's who you want in a situation like this. An opportunity, whether it be the last, the possibility, of the last game of the season with the season on the line or the opportunity to move to the next stage, you want Houston Harding out there. He's a veteran. He's a guy that's been through the ringer now uh, this season and really one that's just kind of unflappable out there. He's going to uh, take a punch and he's going to deliver a punch. You're not going to really shake him. So you need a really good start from him. I, I feel like this is just such a huge game for Mississippi State to try to get this win, get two more days off, continue to rest your pitchers, and reset that rotation to where you can uh, get back to, to Will Bedner and and uh, hopefully you can get another good start for or another or a good start from Christian McLeod and feel really, real good about your chances. So far, State's done what they've needed to do. They won those first two games. They really need to win this one. Doesn't it feel like with McLeod that that was just sort of a, you know, just, just a blip? I mean, he's had some bad starts, but he's had some good starts. So he's, he's inconsistent. But has he has, has he had, there hasn't been a time this year I don't remember where he had two bad starts in in a row. Yeah, I mean he he hasn't just really had a string of bad starts, but he hasn't really been great either uh, in, in most of these games. I mean he had a, a really good ball game at LSU when the wind was blowing in that night, and I, I thought that would kind of be the case against Virginia, but. He wasn't giving up a lot of fly balls. He was giving up some hard-hit ground balls and line drives. But LSU game was good. Uh, I thought he pitched pretty darn good against Ole Miss, uh, going head-to-head to, against a really good pitcher. Uh, South Carolina was a good game. Alabama was a good game. Other than that, you know, it's been kind of hit or miss for him. And, and his last five starts, I think, have not been great. The VCU game – was probably his best outing, and he worked out of some trouble in that ball game. Had twelve strikeouts, mm-hmm. but he also, man, uh, he lasted five and two thirds inning and threw one hundred twenty three pitches. I mean, he yeah. was just constantly having to fight out of things that, that, that game, game. Was a grind from start to finish for Christian McLeod. I mean, a, a major grind. And then he went five innings against Notre Dame and got touched for seven runs, which yeah. I thought the defense kind of let him down in that one, but. It, you just need him to have one more good game, really good game. 
I mean, and it could be potentially for a national championship. And But how great would that be for him if he gets that opportunity? And we're talking, you know, way down the road here. You know, three games from now is a long way away. But if he gets that opportunity, it would be a storybook ending for him to have that terrible start and to come back and get that chance. And, uh, you know, Chris Lamonis really wants him to get that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you sort of hit on it right there that if everything goes according to plan, Christian McLeod will start the game that Mississippi State went away from clinching a national title. And that is, you know, storybook ending is, is one way to look at it. But redemption story is, is the kind of story that we're talking about here because, man, everybody was down on him uh, just two days ago and, you know, sort of got bailed out there by, by Kellum Clark and Tanner Allen and those guys. Um but yeah, I I, I I still believe in Christian McLeod. I, I think he'll be fine when when push comes to shove and when they put the ball into his hands in that situation. He, I mean, he's going to pitch. He's going to pitch again in this World Series unless something unusual happens uh, over the next three days. So I mean, he could he could if they really wanted to, he could pitch Friday. He threw thirty five pitches. He could very easily trot back out there. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm just saying he's perfect. He's perfectly fine right now. He's not. You know, he's not tired, his arm, nothing's wrong with his arm. He could go right back out there and pitch again at any point. So he, he's got to be ready. He's got to be ready to, to put that one behind him and uh, give State a good start. Would State consider that just to, to make the attempt to try to hold Bedner for game one to start McLeod on a Saturday elimination game? I mean, I, I guess they could. But then who do you start – in the second in game, game or yeah, of the you would start, uh, would you start Harding on short rest and then McLeod on short? I mean, at that point, everybody's going to be on sort of. I, I was talking with Richard Cross today, and he I mean, he says something I, I couldn't believe. Um, where you told we were talking about Vanderbilt, and he's like, you know, if you get to play Vanderbilt, you probably aren't going to see Rocker or, or Lighter. And I'm just like, are you are you serious? Have you not watched how Tim Corbin coaches his teams? There's no right. chance Rocker and Lighter aren't going to pitch. Now they may not be full strength. But I would imagine if Vandy wins the next two, you're going to see Rocker in game two, and then if they force a game three, uh, if, or if they need a game three, you would see lighter. There's no question about that. So, I mean, their guys are going to be on short rest. If Mississippi State has to throw guys on short rest, you know, this is where you have to sort of rely on the depth of that bullpen. We saw it Tuesday night. You, need, you would have to say, look, tell, tell Harding, tell McLeod, three innings. If he can get four, great, and then we'll just turn it over to the pin and do what we got to do from there. So I, yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting thought. I don't think they'll go that route. I think they would just start Bednar on uh, Saturday, if need yeah. be, and then sort of hope for the best that you get to game three and he can come back again. I mean, we have never seen anything like this for State this year, I mean, where, where they have to try to stretch out a, a, a starting rotation and pitch someone they're not expecting to pitch, like to start a game. They've just stayed to, to plan pretty much the whole year. I mean, you've had the fluctuation between Fristo and Harding as the number three guy, but you, have, you haven't had to try to find that number four guy or number five guy like in a SEC tournament situation other than, you know, Brandon Smith came out there and mm-hmm. pitched that first game. But I don't know what they would do. I, I keep going back to that uh, national championship and right before the national championship when State played Oregon State in 2013 and they threw Kendall Graveman mm-hmm. and – he could not come back from that. Right, right. He, I kept thinking, 
you know, maybe if they can get to a game three, and I think they would have, if they would have got to a game three, they would have gotten him the ball. But, you know, it, it's it's so hard to come back on three days rest. And, you know, sometimes even four days rest. It's so hard to get your arm because you're used to all season long having a full week's rest and mm-hmm. let you, you train your arm to, to heal over that time. That's why I think it's going to be really difficult for Rocker and Leiter, as great as they are. It will be. If they well, make two it guys, that. With, with, with the way that they've been used this year, that I, I don't know that it matters one way or the other. I mean – Yeah, but they haven't been used on short rests. You know, you, you can put everything – you can train your arm and, and do everything in a game situation, but when you get out of that uh, routine that you're in, I mean, throwing 120 pitches I don't think is going to be as damaging to them as – Throwing 120 pitches and then coming back oh, no, three days right, later right. and throwing 80. I, I just, I, I just know Tim Corbin. So I mean, you, oh, you gonna, and I both know. It's I, gonna I feel be like it's, I feel like it's going to happen, and all bets are off now that you're in the the national championship, possibly. But it, they they might be fine when they get in there, and uh, it, it might it might be okay. But I don't think that they're going to be nearly as effective if that happens. You know, so. And that's something to watch, and it's going to be tough. Hey, it's going to be tough for them to beat NC State twice. It is. The it is. They're playing really well right now. The, there's uh, a reason. Know. There's a reason that the the highest percentage of teams that go to national championship are the ones that start two and zero. Yeah. Mississippi State and NC State are in a great situation right now because it's so tough to win two games in two days in this tournament. You had a chance to talk to Coach Lamonis uh, on, I guess it's Thursday morning. Beyond not telling you what the pitching decision was going to be, what else did he have to say? I thought it was interesting just, you know, how he was talking about how they're um, spending their time and, and things like that. You know, he, he's been just hanging out in the room eating pizza <laughs> and watching the games and things like that. But, yeah. uh, you know, that at the same time, something that stood out to me was just how he's – tried to get the guys to stay focused. And he went up to, t- to Tanner Allen and Rowdy Jordan and Riley Self and told them, like, you guys have been here before, right? And they all said, yeah. And he said, well, I need you guys to show these younger guys what they need to do. You guys are the leaders of this team. You've been here three times now in a row. You guys need to set the tone <coughs> for these guys. You know, it's not just about – uh, going to the zoo and sitting around, laying around. You guys have to stay focused. We're trying to win a national championship. I mean, this is a business trip for Mississippi State. Right. And uh, I think you've seen that from Tanner Allen. I don't know if you've really kind of watched him during this thing. I, I watched both of the uh, games back earlier th- or during this week in the last couple of days. I've watched both of them. And just watching his mannerisms, he and Rowdy Jordan, I mean, they are just locked in. I mean, you, you talk about a couple of guys that have a business-like approach. I know T.A. is one for eight or whatever he is in this tournament right now, but that dude's locked in. I mean, he he hit that home run, and he celebrated a little bit, but that guy's here to win a national championship. And I, I think that's kind of floating through the rest of the dugout. And, uh, you know, Friday's big for Mississippi State. If they come out and they really handle business in that game, you start really thinking about some big things happening for this team. It really has to, to be the – it's the third trip, right? At this point, you've seen it all and done it all, and it's like the only thing left to do is win. 
that has to be the mindset here. There, there can't be any happy to be here. There can't be any overconfidence because you know how things can go. It, it has to be about business, business, business. And, I, you, and you're right. You go back and you watch Tanner Allen round the bases in, in, in one of those one of the many videos floating around of, of that home run. And I mean, he he's just as as natural and as, and as calculated in his stride as if he just hit that out on a Tuesday night against UAB. It, it, it doesn't look like it's maybe the most historic home run. Think, you know, compare it to we told we were talking about this the comparison between these home runs of of McNamee going around the bases like a madman. Not that he he was wrong to do that, but I mean, Allen just doesn't like any other home run for him. So I, I agree with you. I, I do think that you you've got these veteran guys. I mean, how, there's no there's nobody else in the country, Robbie, that that can say, "Hey, I've been to Omaha three years in a row," except for Rowdy Jordan. And, you know, uh, Tanner Allen, Josh Hatcher, Riley Self, I guess, Spencer Price. That's about it. And I think and so, you even saw it with Josh Hatcher when he came in there. Like, yeah, had just handled his business. I thought he had a good, mature approach at the plate. And that's a guy that has not – he's had like one or two at-bats in the last month. And he hasn't been, a, you know, a presence in the lineup in a month and a half. And he came up there, battled at the plate, hit one uh, almost through the hole, and made it tough on the on the guy to throw him out at first base. That's an infield single. I thought he really handled that at bat well, and uh, you know I don't blame him on that uh, on that uh, run around third base or lack thereof. I guess uh, yeah. I think that was I think that was just a surprise on Cheese Bros' part that the ball came in that quickly. But yeah, you know it just those three guys are the ones that you want stepping up to the plate in big moments this week because you just feel like this a big play is going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I'm interested to see, you know, we talked about a little bit, you know, that, that Tanner Allen went hitless against Texas and, and he was hitless when they, when his time came against, uh, against Virginia. It, but we all knew it wasn't going to go hitless forever. And when he delivered, man, did, did he ever deliver? Let's move on over to something else. I got a question for Robbie. I want to ask him. And let's move on into that. Thank you. Thanks to our friends at Welcome Home Beef. Welcome Home Beef, man. If you're not putting their meat on the grill this weekend, well, you're just missing out because it's going to be something that you – it's very special. It is as good a steak as you're ever going to find here, not only in the state of Mississippi. I mean, I've had steaks everywhere. I've had steaks in Vegas and in Texas and and, and all over the place. And I'm telling you, you can't – the quality of meat you get from Welcome Home Beef is right up there, if not superior to any place else you ever go. So you need to put that meat on the grill. Enjoy yourself. Hey, it, every weekend can be Father's Day with Welcome Home Beef. Call them today. Visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. That number is 662-268-8148. And get yourself a steak on the grill this weekend. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. I, I was talking about Humble Taco earlier. Now let's talk about Two Brothers. That place is going to be going. All the big screens will be locked in on Mississippi State versus question mark. TBA, whatever you want to call it. So grow up to there this weekend, hang out, grab some great food. I mean, an order of smoked wings certainly wouldn't be a bad idea at any time or some pork rind nachos and enjoy watching the Mississippi State in the College World Series right there in the heart of the Cotton District. Places to people watch, to watch the game, to eat great food. It's got everything you want right there at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business System says, hey, they've got two different ways to help your business. They've got an inventory of products and services and technology, copiers, printers, anything you need to mail, anything you need to print off. They have a a solution for you, and then they back it up 
with fantastic customer service, the kind of customer service you expect from your neighbors. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They're a Mississippi business first and foremost. They've been working here in the Magnolia State for nearly 50 years. You cannot stay in business that long unless you're doing right by your customers. So why don't you call them today and find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We don't normally talk about other teams. We, we try to stay pretty Mississippi State-centric here, but the, uh, the coaching carousel seems to have ground to a halt here in the SEC with the decision by LSU to hire Jay Johnson of the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, he will come to Baton Rouge. An interesting resume. He's been the head coach there, I believe, for four complete seasons. Obviously, 2020 doesn't count. Two College World Series appearances. Two years where he didn't make the NCAA tournament at all. Robbie, I want to get your thoughts on this hire. I, I think on the surface it's a good hire, but it is not a hire that makes me go, man, LSU is about to be right back on top. No, I think it's I think it's a solid hire. I think it's I think they're going to be um, good. I don't I don't see them, um, you know, dropping off anytime soon. But yeah, it's not a blockbuster hire or anything like that for them. I found it, I found it interesting. If you remember, Kendall Rogers reported a few weeks ago that. Pat Casey was like the front runner for the job, I yeah. think. And now Jay Johnson is the head coach. I find it interesting that two Pac-12 coaches were the guys that were like the front runners or hired for that yeah. position. And I don't know if it's just the fact that they missed on a bunch of guys that are from this region and that's the guys that they that they had to go after or what. But um it's pretty apparent, I think, that Vitello turned that job down and feels like he's got a commitment at Tennessee and he's and he can win there. Uh, because I feel almost certain that LSU attempted to to go after him and probably offered him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have been crazy not to. But you know, and then there, and there was you know Mike Bianco. I, I still. I still don't believe that he was going to be their coach. Mm-mm. From, no, from, I, 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 I from both like... sides, I, I don't think the LSU. I don't think you can sell to the fans that you're going to bring in somebody that has routinely top fifteen classes that's been in position to go to Omaha and he's going one time. I don't think that's going to fire that fan base up. Yeah, I think the alumni thing, coming home thing, was the biggest sell for Bianco. But I agree with what Richard Cross was saying that basically Bianco got sort of janked around by LSU. He decided to pull his name out because he was tired of getting janked around. I, I tend to buy into that. And it yeah, I, I it, think it I think he was I think he was a backup plan at best. He was the That's safety just, net the whole way. He he was the guy yes. like if if we can't get the top three or four guys, he was he he. And the thing is, as a safety net goes. That's a great safety net, right? That is a that's a that is a real that would have been a if, if he's a good playing B or C or D, you could do a hell of a lot worse than that. But I think, you know, Jay Johnson, which he's playing in a completely different conference, completely different style baseball, but he's been more productive than um, – obviously more productive than Mike Bianco has mm-hmm. uh, in getting his teams to Omaha. So, uh, to me, I feel like that's probably a better hire than Bianco because he is uh, a, a lot younger than him from a you know, experience standpoint. I don't know how much longer Bianco is going to be – a head coach. I don't know how much longer that's going to last. I'm not saying he's in, anywhere close. I'm just, 
I really don't he's not know how much longer. Yeah. No, I, I just really don't know how much longer he's going to be there. I mean, he's he's been coaching at Ole Miss for 21 years. Yeah, which is hard to believe, but I think it's a good hire. And they just hired Nate Yeski as well. No, they didn't hire yet Nate Yeski. He went to Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. So his pitching so coach is going to A and M. Staff, yeah, that we see put together in LSU. But you know, yeah, because I think I think they pursued Yeski. Mm-hmm. But he decided to, to uh, join uh, Schlossnagel at uh, A and M. They got a good staff now. I, I agree with that. Like I said, I, this this hire it's a good hire, and I think he'll be successful at LSU. But I, I don't look at it and go, "Oh man, you know now LSU's back. They're back." The way I would have if Tony Vitello had been announced. Tennessee is the biggest winner in this coaching cycle. And that everybody had their coach sort of circled as he's gone. He'll take the best job available in this cycle. Instead, he's going to stay in Knoxville. Is this sort of like a Billy Napier thing? What's he waiting on, do you think? Yeah, you know, I've mentioned this before. It's so hard to pull people in baseball. Like, it, like they're, they, they seem to be okay at their position. I mean, we saw that with Mississippi State. And Lamonis was a great hire, but – a lot of people thought Mississippi State was going to go out there and get, you know, a big-time name um, that, because they had that established brand. And it's it's really difficult to do that. Uh, you know, State had trouble getting a pitching coach a couple of times. They had to go get Wes Johnson from Dallas Baptist mm-hmm. uh, after missing on a couple of guys, which Wes Johnson is a really good coach. Scott Foxhall is the same way, really good coach. But, you know, State went after Nate Yeski and some guys like that. Um, so, it, you know, it's – a lot of people in college baseball are loyal to where they're at. Jake Gotro has no intentions of leaving Mississippi State right now unless the right job comes along. He's had some good programs come after him. Um, so, uh, you know, Vitello has been promised, from what I understand, facilities upgrade, tremendous facilities upgrade, and he's going to get a, a nice paycheck from this. Tennessee is trying to make a commitment to baseball here, and they see they have a superstar coach. He just got to Omaha with this team and and uh, competed for an SEC championship. He's proven now that he can win there. So you're you're already playing in, uh, you know, one of the, the best league in America, in my opinion. So why not? Very interesting cycle for and I, and I assume it's done now, unless you know somebody decides to retire, you know, David Pierce or or somebody like that. Um, and we'll just have and to by see. the way, uh, how about the LSU media just completely? I mean, just, I mean, some of the oh, things they, they were saying during this they thing will. was just completely wrong. I mean, and yeah. it's, it happens all the time. They get in these, the, they report these things without any facts or, you know, they get the wrong facts from somebody. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. It happens all the time, uh, whether it be football coaching searches or basketball, baseball, whatever. Guys coming out speculating that Chris Lamonis is is their top target and stuff. I mean, just let other people handle it if you don't have any sources on this. Yeah, just, just don't make stuff up. And that, that, that tends to be happening down there. So, all right. Uh, we'll be back on – I guess we'll be back on Monday, and we will be doing uh, one of two things. We will be previewing a national championship series, or we will be recapping Mississippi State season. We'll see which one of those things we have to do on our Monday podcast. Will Robbie's Omaha Odyssey end soon, or is he there for another six, seven days? We'll find out 
I'm running weekend. out of money, Brian. People, Robbie, tweet your Venmo. People will send you money. I promise. Help. Yes, I, I can't help you, but other people maybe, maybe can. All right, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.